ain't gonna even lie I be having things on my mind all of the time that I think I need And I be knowing that I ain't gonna even buy I'ma probably just rob and scheme Man, I'ma rob you in a ride so clean I ain't gonna even rob you blind Nigga, I'ma rob you seen I'm from a far side, no side you didn't seen Y'all slaves to y'all own mind And I'ma just play apartheid with your queen Me, I ain't gonna even lie Yo bitch batter than a bag full of new cash at that rare tender Ever since she got that new ass that she been dragging Fam, she done been the last airbender Coming around here in them yoga pants Fuck making the pass that I'm past that Man, that bitch can have my whole advance I might even have to go against my better judgment Say fuck it and hold her hand Damn, I ain't gonna even lie Sunflower seeds, the only time you probably see shells fly Violence be right in my driveway by a nigga mailbox I don't know why I keep saying I ain't gonna lie Man, I don't even tell lies Look, there's wisdom in my words, but some men can't see it. Thinking they gon' find the truth in that shit they reading. My pen stay bleeding. Yo, yo, yo. What up, everybody? What up, what up, what up? Got that Griselda the bump. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Hood Loves Me podcast. I'm your gracious host, Mitchell Brown. Thank y'all for joining us today. Whenever you listen to this podcast, we really, really appreciate you being here. Great episode planned for you guys. Listen, this is the, you know what? It almost would be, would be better if I tell y'all what we're not going to talk about than, than if I tell y'all what we are going to talk about. But that's a story for another day. Um, this is the Easily Offended podcast. If you easily offended, I mean, this shit may not be for you. All right? We're going to talk about, um, you know, like R.I.P. Juice World, first and foremost. Um, it's, it's a damn shame that that young man lost his life, 21 years old. Um, R.I.P. Danny Aiello, South Famous, Detective Cantone, R.I.P. Um, we're going to talk about slurs and when they're acceptable and when they're not acceptable. Uh, we're going to talk about new drug policies. Kind of interesting. Listen, we got to talk about Lizzo's ass. All week we've been talking about Lizzo's ass. We're going to talk a little bit about Lizzo's ass. All right. Um... This Harvey Weinstein settlement and how disappointed we are that there's even a settlement and not a conviction. New Jersey shootouts and uh, some 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 pretty cool articles, some some articles that I've received that are very intriguing, um, even if I didn't read them yet. <laughs> so sit back, relax. We got a great episode coming for you guys right after this brief message. I'll talk to you all soon. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the Hood Loves Me podcast. Appreciate y'all being here on this wonderful um, afternoon, evening, morning, whenever y'all listening. Shout out to all the new listeners here. Shout out to everybody that gets offended by this podcast, too. Y'all really love y'all children. And you know what? I'm not really mad at y'all for loving y'all children or at least giving the... the, the um, Appearance that y'all love y'all children, but just like be better parents and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like you know, a lot of people got offended because I said that children are filthy creatures, and a lot of y'all came at me 
talking about how, you know, damn, that's fucked up that y'all said that about the kids and blah, blah, blah. Listen, in real life, Mitch loved the kids, okay? I love the kids. Best thing about kids is that they go home. You know what I'm saying? But y'all know that y'all kids are filthy fucking people, right? And you know what? Maybe y'all don't know that your kids are filthy people because you're a filthy fucking person. You know, I come on here about once a week, talk some shit about things that I notice in our society, be it in real life, on these internet streets, or sometimes things that I see on the timeline. So when I say that y'all might be filthy fucking people, and this is just for my fellas right now, right? Fellas. There's a uh, reoccurring theme that pops up on my timeline about the hygiene of men, all right? And I'm only going to speak on the hygiene of men because I'm not too versed. I'm not too um, educated on the hygiene of women, right? How, you know, what would throw off a bitch pH and all that shit. I'm not sure exactly. All right? But men, fellas, y'all niggas too damn old to only wash the front of your dick. You know what I'm saying? Y'all too old to be doing that. All right? You not gay if you wash like under your balls. And if you spread your ass cheeks and wash your ass, like that's not gay, fellas. All right. You can do that. You feel what I'm saying? You should do that. You should do that at least once a day in the shower with warm water, soap, or, or you know, you know, shower gel. You know what I'm saying? And like some type of... Um, Spongy material, be it a washcloth, one of those, one of those loofahs or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. For the ultra light skinned brothers that listen to this podcast, not your hand. That can't be the only thing you use. All right. Wash your ass and wash your face before you wash your ass. And don't wash your face and your ass with the same material. But that's important. All right, fellas? But yeah, y'all really love y'all kids. And y'all really got offended by me talking about y'all kids. And I mean, y'all probably going to be really offended with this episode here. All right, because I am in a mood. I am in a motherfucking mood. But I'm going to start... By saying, um, you know, yeah, man, we just going to start. Fuck it. Fuck it. R.I.P. to Juice World. If you guys don't know, um, there was a rapper, young cat named Juice World. I'm not too familiar with his music. I only heard one project. That was a project with him and King Slimeball, a.k.a. Future. I only heard that, that project. Seems like a talented kid. Um, it's unfortunate what happened to him. And 
whenever there's a death in hip hop, right? We can't wait to talk about whatever. And I really wish that we would kind of pump the brakes for shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, people talk about the drugs in hip hop. People talk about mental health issues in the black community. People, people are real quick to talk about what we need to do so that this doesn't happen again. And I don't wish to be insensitive. Like I said, it's truly unfortunate. It's a real tragedy that this young man lost his life at the ripe age of 21. However, niggas die every day, B. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because somebody makes music that might, um, you know, uh, um, talk about the sadness that the artist might feel, talk about some of the negatives that go on in the world, does not mean that this person felt that way in real life. Okay? Music is what feelings sound like. I've said that ad nauseum on this podcast. I've said that ad, ad nauseum in my real life. I truly believe that. Music is what feelings sound like. Yeah, granted, this young man may have been sad when he made whatever song that he expressed his sadness on. But I'd rather this young nigga express his sadness in the song than be out here trying to rob motherfuckers because they sad. You feel what I'm saying? Drugs have always been a part of music. And not just music, but artistry in general. And we don't really know if this young man had a drug problem or if he was just trying to hide some drugs from the cops. Because where around the campfire was, his, his plane was, was, was landing, and upon his private plane landing, the, the, the pilot had alerted authorities beforehand that um, you know there were some people on this flight that had some drugs and had some weapons and so on and so forth, so... Rather than the authorities finding the Percocets, hey, I'm going to swallow these Percocets. Now, listen, that's not the smartest idea. That's not the smartest decision that this young man could have made. And I'm not even saying that this is what happened. This is purely speculation. All right? But based off of what I know, quite frankly, based off of what we know about these kids, about your kids, they're not too fucking smart. So I can't really expect a 21-year-old to make smart choices, okay? And if you think your 21-year-old is smart, talk to your 21-year-old's college professor. See how fucking smart your little dumbass college student is, all right? Because do remember, this young man lost his life at 21, and that's a tragedy. Not the speculation about his supposed drug issues, his supposed bouts with depression, his um, alleged criminal activity. I didn't know this young man personally, and I doubt you fuckers did either. All right? On the flip side of things, R.I.P. to Danny Aiello also. Danny Aiello, he died at 86, though. Right? And, and you know, I'm sure if Danny Aiello was alive or maybe somebody has the footages... Um, of him talking about all the drugs and shit that he used throughout his career. You know what I'm saying? Much respects to Sal's Famous. Much respects to Detective Phil Cantone. Right? I enjoyed the, the, the work of Danny Aiello. 
You know what I mean? Got that out the way early on. And for the people that aren't familiar with the Hood Loves Me podcast, listen, we try to talk about things that affect our community. All right? This podcast is incredibly biased towards black people. I'm like Issa Rae in a sense that I'm rooting for everybody black, but like in real life. Um, and pro-black should not mean anti-anything. But a, a lot of the... A lot of the conversations, a lot of the criticisms, a lot of the things that I hear from my non-black listeners is how we talk about race too much on this podcast. And, 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 and to be fair, to be fair, something else that I hear from the women listeners, not the female listeners, but the women listeners. We talk about sports too much. So, I'm going to listen to the ladies, but I'm not going to listen to y'all motherfuckers. Because if we're being real, in the United States, everything is about race. There's not a single topic that goes on in the lexicon of our society there's not anything in regards to how we critique culture, how um, we offer our opinions about people's actions, how we judge other people's motives without race. And this episode is going to be a whole lot of that. So if you don't want to hear that, what are we, fucking 10 minutes in? If you don't want to hear that, my nigga, turn off your station. You know what I'm saying? Because we're going to talk about that. Briefly, we're going to talk about sports also. And no, I'm not going to talk about what Roger Goodell said about Colin Kaepernick. I don't, need to, I don't need to tell y'all. That's something that y'all should already know. But I seen something today. There's a guy, Janoris Jenkins, played, played well, he used to play, for the New York Giants. And um, apparently, he had some words with a fan on Twitter and he called this fan a retard or said this fan was retarded or something like that. And the New York Giants released him. And I'm old enough to remember when um, a, a particular receiver of the Philadelphia Eagles said he was going to fight every nigger here at a Kenny Chesney concert. So I guess he was going to fight two niggers. Shout out to Kenny Chesney. Um, and Kenny Kenny Chesney, he came out and he said, yo, listen, I don't condone that type of, you know, I, I want all people to listen to my music. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Kenny Chesney for that. You feel what I'm saying? He might genuinely feel that way. But this NFL receiver's name was Riley Cooper. Riley Cooper was at practice on Monday. He didn't get released. Now, granted, what Janoris Jenkins said was not the proper thing to say. And I heard a soundbite of the response that Janoris Jenkins had, and I don't really agree with a lot of what he said, 
But he did say that he didn't mean to offend anybody in, in, in terms of the people who might be developmentally challenged. I'm not talking about you. I was talking about this one particular motherfucker who was getting on my nerves. And it kind of reminds me of the, um, the F word, the fag word. How you might call somebody a fag. And I talked about this a few episodes ago. You might call somebody that and they might react accordingly. And if you call somebody that and they get offended and they whoop your ass, you earn that ass whooping. You feel what I'm saying? Just like if you call somebody a retard. Listen, you're not really trying to fight no retard. Them retards be strong as fuck. Because that was an expression we had almost kind of bigging somebody up. Not even too long ago. Where it was like, yo, son, homie got that retard strength. You don't want to fuck with him. Right? I'm just saying that it's weird how in 2019... Black people get fired for using these slurs, and I'm, using, I'm, I'm saying slurs in air quotes, yet white dudes don't get fired for using slurs, for using the slur. You feel what I'm saying? We elected a guy that on national television made fun of a disabled Journalist. And you know what? We're going to reelect this guy. This guy's going to get reelected. The, the same fucking asshole that made fun of the mentally disabled guy or the whatever. He's going to get reelected for this bullshit. This bullshit. Now, now, now listen. Granted, Janoris Jenkins, he earned. His release. He earned that shit. You can't say that shit now. You should fucking know better, my nigga, than to saying that shit. You should already fucking know that you can't say that shit on your Twitter account. You know what's going to happen. Just like any white dude that throws that nigga word around, that motherfucker should be fired also. But those motherfuckers don't get fired. The Jenkinsons of the world... You know, they get fired, right? Something else about sports, and this is the last sports topic that we're gonna talk about till we get the Lizzo's butt. Baseball, America's pastime. They they've announced that they're changing their drug policy, and they're gonna stop testing for marijuana. And they're going to start testing for cocaine and opioids. Are you fucking shitting me? Y'all wasn't testing for cocaine and opioids? And, and this is coming on the heels of this, this, this past baseball season. Um, a picture of the Anaheim Angels, uh, a young man by the name of Tyler Skaggs, I believe that's his real name. Um, he lost his life, and um, they found uh, um, fentanyl, um, cocaine, and and some. I mean, he was he he was fucked up. 
put it like that. He was he was fucked up. They found a a, a good amount of drugs in his system, and um, it it's insane how when. How do I say this delicately? Fuck it. We're not even being delicate. When Lynn Bias fucking OD'd on draft night from cocaine, we wanted to punish people. Right? He should be punished. And, you know, when Juice World passes away because, you know, the, the um, alleged drugs that are in his system... We want to punish this, you, you know, we need to, you know what I'm saying? We, we got to figure out who he got these drugs from. We're going to check his phone records and we're going to lock up these, we got to punish these motherfuckers. But when Tyler Skaggs ODs on fentanyl and whatever the fuck else he was on, we don't got to punish Major League Baseball? We don't got to punish the people he got the drugs from. What's that about? Why don't we got, why is it that the drugs that white people use, they get treatment. And the drugs that black people used, they get punished. For who, for what? You know what I'm saying? And baseball. Listen, baseball has had issues. They, they've, had, they've had their cocaine issues in the past. Baseball, how are you not testing for cocaine? I know why you're not testing for cocaine. Because cocaine is not a drug that black people frequently use. At least stereotypically, cocaine hasn't been a drug that black people stereotypically use. However, marijuana stereotypically is a drug that black people use. And now we're learning that marijuana is, is, a, is a drug that everybody likes to use. And we might even make it legal in this motherfucker for people to use that shit. But we still going to keep y'all niggas in jail. You feel me? So baseball's going to treat marijuana the same way they treat alcohol. And they're going to test for opioids and cocaine. Now listen. It ain't no secret that in the sports predominantly played by white people, hockey and baseball, they don't test for weed. And the sports that are predominantly played by black people, Football and basketball, they do. What's that about? Even if you live in a state or work in a state where the shit is recreationally legal. I got friends in California. I talked to my friends in California about, um, you know, how shit gets down out there. And they tell me that even though it's recreationally legal, if your job chooses to give you a surprise drug test and you test positive for THC, you're going to lose your job. What part of the game is that? How the fuck is you doing that? 
motherfucker. If it's legal for me to buy alcohol in my state and I drink alcohol and I like to drink alcohol and my job ain't affected by the fact that I like to drink alcohol and you ask me to piss in a cup or you swab my cheek or whatever and I test positive for tequila, you going to fire me, bitch? Fuck out my face. You feel what I'm saying? Speaking of fuck out my face. Lizzo's butt. Listen, y'all motherfuckers got offended. There was a lot of conversation about this young woman's ass. And I didn't, I, 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 I didn't really see what the big deal was, no pun intended. Um, I was just more so amazed at the fact that Lizzo, being a big girl, has such a small ass. As a man, it is, it, is, it, is, it is very unfortunate when you see a big girl with a small ass or a big girl with small tits. That shit, I, I feel really bad. Like, damn, bitch, like you too damn big to have that little of an ass. But I wasn't, I was, I wasn't really offended by the fact that, I mean, I'm, I know some of y'all was like, yo, you doing this at a family event and the kids, and what about the kids? Listen, we don't really give a fuck about the kids. I'm going to be real. We don't give a fuck about the kids. Um, and then people were like the opposite side. People was talking about, um, you know, if like Rihanna was walking around like this, niggas wouldn't have a problem with it. If, if, if you know, Drea, if like Lizzo was shaped like Drea, we wouldn't have a problem with that. Eh, maybe. There might be some truth to that. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't have enough information to. And, and, and you know what I'm saying. I, I. I would have a problem with it, just mainly because. That would ruin my opinion. Of Rihanna's ass. Right, like, like as 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 a man, you know, I would relish the opportunity to get close enough to Rihanna's ass to see if that ass is clean or not. But if I find out that this bitch is walking around a goddamn basketball stadium putting her bare ass on seats in the Staples Center, that might ruin the appeal for me. And that's my question with Lizzo. I don't know much about Lizzo in terms of her her, her music. I'm assuming that her brand is like outrageous shit. Right? So her, her, you know, her doing outrageous shit like walking around with a t-shirt with the ass cut out is to me that's on par with with her brand. That's fine. If that's what if that's what she I don't agree with it, but if that's what she chooses to do, more power to you, sister. Do your thing. I particularly don't have to view that shit. Now, granted, if I spent fucking 15 grand on one of those good seats at the Staples Center and, you know, I'm fucking sipping on my, my uh, 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 fucking gin martini and I look over and I see this, you know, large black woman shaking her ass, her bare ass, two seats away from me, I'm going to be a little pissed. I doubt the white people that were sitting near Lizzo knew the fuck she was. And I'd be like, Who the, how the fuck did this bitch get over here? How'd she get these seats? Type of shit. You know what I'm saying? That would be my reaction. Like, how the fuck you get... You know what I'm saying? Because, listen, black people usually get priced out of these things. Right? 
But yeah, listen, I, I, me personally, I'm not putting my bare ass on anything in a basketball stadium. Um, I wish Lizzo wouldn't have conducted herself that way. Just mainly because I don't think it's a good look, right? Personally, I, 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 don't, I don't think it's a good look um, for women. I don't think it's a good look for black people. Um, I, I, I get it, body positivity and all of that. I don't, I, I, I don't think it's a good look for body positivity. If Lizzo had a nice ass, I'd be like, damn, that's a, what a fucking waste of a nice ass. This bitch is out of her mind. Like, seriously. Seriously. If we want to be an equal society, which I'm going to let you know this right now, and this is just my opinion, that ain't ever going to happen. We ain't ever going to be equal. We're never going to be equal. We're never not going to be racist. We're, that ain't ever going to happen in the United States of America. All right? Women ain't never going to make as much money as men as long as men run this shit. And if the shit flips and women start to run this shit like in a real way, guess what, fellas? You're getting paid less. You see what I'm saying? It ain't never, it ain't no such thing as equality. And that's just my personal opinion. Um, fuck, man. Where was I going? Lost my train of thought. But, um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. But, you know what I'm saying? We can't, we can't expect people to accept Lizzo for walking around with her ass out at a game and then critique men for walking around with their pants down. Granted, I don't think men should be doing that. That shit is weird, and you fuckers are nasty. But come on. You know, like I said, this is on brand for Lizzo. I think the greatest question is, why is this on brand for Lizzo? Are there no white women that believe in body positivity? Are there no fat white women that walk around doing shit like this? Wearing little ass clothes and twerking and doing shit like that. Are, are, are there no white women that do that? I'm curious to know. I got no problem with Lizzo doing it. I mean, because she don't do it around me. And I don't, like, I, I, I'm not familiar with, with, with her work. I hear she's pretty good at her job. But you know what I'm saying? Are, are there no white women? Do, who, who are the white women that twerk in T-shirts with the ass part cut out? Curious. I'm also curious to know how can white boys be princesses too, or is that something that's just reserved for black boys? I, on on the fucking Today Show, they had they 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 paraded a whole bunch of these grown ass white women with a whole bunch of young black boys. And they're dressing these young black boys up in dresses and Saying, telling these young black boys that they could be princesses too. And I'm cool with that. As long as we tell all of the children that they can be princesses too. How come we only put black boys in dresses? 
Are there no white boys that want to be in dresses? We don't encourage that amongst white boys. I don't, you know? And I think that this is something else that's reoccurring. Like, like, like I had talked about that Billy Porter guy. And shout out to Billy Porter. You know, it's a free country. That nigga want to wear a dress. Let that nigga wear a dress. But are there no white guys that want to wear dresses? I've, I, I don't know any white guy that be walking around in dresses and, and makeup and, and heels and shit. And, and I'm not talking about like some makeup artist with a YouTube page. I ain't talking about that because that nigga does that shit for work. But like I ain't never seen no Andy Cohen in no dress. I ain't never seen no white dude in no dress. And I'm curious as to know why. If this shit is about awareness and acceptance and positivity and everybody getting down with everybody's differences and us learning about how we're different, but yet we're still the same all at the same time and we should embrace different aspects about everybody's life and their personality and who they want to be and what they want to be called and their pronouns and how they identify and which bathroom that they want to use and who they get married to. If we're going to truly do that shit in real life, I need to see some white niggas in dresses. I need to see some white niggas in dresses. I need to see some black teachers out here fucking little white girls not going to prison I need to see some black women teachers out here fucking these little white boys and not going to prison. I need to see black men out here raping white women and not going to prison. I need to see these things. And I'm here to tell you that we do not see these things. I am of the opinion That if you have sex with a child, we should lock you in the room with that child's parent for five minutes before we send you to prison. That would be my rule. If you want to fuck kids, no doubt, fuck the kid. After you fuck the kid, we're going to lock you in the room with the kid's parent for five minutes before we take you to jail. People might think differently about fucking kids. Feel what I'm saying? I think if you rape women, there should be no special wing in prison for rapists and sex offenders. Put your ass in general population and we'll see you when you're done with your sentence. There should be no special circumstances, no special situations. There should be no protection. There should be no protection when you violate people in that way. You should not be protected at all. You was, you was, you was bold enough, you was bad enough to do that shit, to violate somebody that way. Be bold enough and bad enough to deal with that shit. Since you're so tough and so bold, Stanley, you know, put it in my car and it will get broke. You feel what I'm saying? Um, speaking of broke, right? Because I'm talking about this shit and 
We sent Bill Cosby to prison. Right? And some people feel like it's rightfully so. We sent Bill Cosby to prison. I personally think Bill Cosby lived too long. If Bill Cosby would have died in 2007, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But that nigga lived too long, and here we are. And what do we see this week? This Harvey Weinstein fucker. Hold up. What the fuck is up with this computer? God damn it. Let me get to the... Show me the article. This Harvey Weinstein fucker ain't going to prison. And, 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 and you know what? I, I, I'm not mad at Weinstein because he did the game. He, he did the shit the way you're supposed to do the shit. What I mean by that is now all of a sudden this motherfucker is old and decrepit and shit. He using a walker as he shows up to prison. But a $25 million settlement set aside for Weinstein victims by the insurers of the company he ran with his brother? And we okay with that? Yo, man, where the fuck is, is uh, 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 Rose McGowan? And and uh, me too. And fucking um, what's the chick name? Kara's one sister. Um, fucking Tarana Burke. We're, we're like, where, where the where, what? And I'm gonna read something from um, uh, CNBC. CNBC says lawyers blast Harvey Weinstein. Outrage over Weinstein sex abuse settlement offer. Too little money for victims, too much for attorneys and Harvey. Let me tell you, I am vehemently against the abuse of soft targets. I am vehemently against the abuse of women. I am vehemently against the abuse of children. The fact that somebody that's against this settlement in their article puts too little money for victims, to me there's no such thing as the right amount of money for a person's dignity. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you violate a person in a way that rape violates somebody, there's no dollar amount you could put on that shit. To me, 25 million, 50 million, 125 million, whatever. That ain't it, yo. Like, like that ain't banging. There's no, there's, there's no, you feel what I'm saying? So, It bothers me when I read this article and it says lawyers for several women who claim fallen film producer Harvey Weinstein sexually abused them harshly criticized the proposed settlement of legal claims against the Weinstein companies on Thursday. Saying the deal offers far too little money to victims, far too much cash to Weinstein's attorneys and possibly could financially benefit Weinstein himself. 
Who the fuck are these victims? What are their names? Because when Bill Cosby got sent to prison, we know they named women. All right? They named your Janice Dickinson. They named your, uh, uh, is it Sheila Johnson? Shirley Johnson? They named that other fucking Cuban chick that, uh, that fucking decided to be black every day she came to trial. Wearing dashikis and shit. I ain't, I, I ain't know they, I, I ain't know they wore that shit in Cuba. But who, 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 who are these victims? Who? If you read this article, they don't talk about no victims. They don't got no victims. They ain't naming no victims. Just a whole lot of white dudes' names. And a whole lot of Harvey Weinstein. They're not naming no victims. Right? The article ends in this paragraph. <clears throat> the article sparked the so-called hashtag MeToo movement and the demise of the careers of a number of high-profile men who have been accused of sexually harassing and assaulting their female colleagues and other women. And if this guy was the face of it, if this guy was the main culprit, this guy should be sent to prison. This guy should be in general population in prison. And when he's done with his term, he's done with his term. Period. But that ain't what we have. Instead, we got motherfuckers like Oprah making movies about Russell Simmons and about fucking Michael Jackson and shit where she fucking pulling up uh, 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 niggas that have lied on record. This is what we got. So when people say that there's an attack on black society, that there's an attack on black men, heterosexual black men, or what's the term, cisgendered black men. This that type of shit we talk about, right? And today, props to Russell. Russell crawled out of some white bitch's vagina that he, that he got stashed over in Bali because that's where Russell's been hiding out since uh, this one allegation came up. And, you know, like Russell pretty much said, yo, actually, is this a... The quote, oh, the, oh, this this the quote. Here we go. Here we go. Oh shit. Um, and and this is an, an article written by Paige Gawley, courtesy of Entertainment Tonight. Um, blah, 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 blah. here we go. With not much is well, not while not much is known, the streaming no decided as a blah blah blah. Okay. Russell Simmons is speaking out against Oprah in an Instagram post on Friday. The 62-year-old, damn, Russell, 62? Um, executive slammed Winfrey for her recently announced Apple TV documentary, which is set to debut next year. While not much is known about Winfrey's project, the streaming service described it as being about assault and abuse by a notable figure in the music industry. Though the subject's name has not been announced, the Los Angeles Times reported that the documentary will follow Drew Dixon, who, in 2017, alleged to New the New York Times that Simmons 
raped her in 1995. I'm going to pause for one second because I know what some niggas are saying. And some niggas are saying, well, she obviously lying right there because she told the New York Times that she ain't tell the cops. Listen, I don't trust law enforcement enough for them to be qualified to handle this shit. We read accounts. We watch videos. We get information pumped to us all the time about how municipalities have failed rape victims finding rape kits and shit from 30 years ago that have never been analyzed. Shit. We hear about cops out here raping women. I ain't never going to fault somebody for not wanting to talk to the police, for not having confidence in the police while they're in their most vulnerable, you know, their most vulnerable point. I'm, I'm not, again, I don't have enough information. I'm not smart enough to say what somebody should or shouldn't do in that situation. I've never been in that situation. I can't speak about that. You feel what I'm saying? But that is something that I hear. And fellas, and this is just for my fellas at this particular moment, shut the fuck up. All right? Um, follow, fo- follow Drew Dixon, who in 2017 alleged to the New York Times that Simmons raped her in 1995. Simmons denied the allegations against him. Quote, Dearest Oprah, you have been a shining light to my family and my community, contributing so much to my life that I couldn't list a fraction of it in this blog. I have given you the gift of meditation and the groundbreaking book, The Power of Now. We bonded, to say the least. Simmons begins his lengthy Instagram posts. This is why it's so troubling that you chose me to single out in your recent documentary. I have already admitted to being a playboy, more appropriately titled today, Womanizer. Sleeping with and putting myself in more compromising situations than almost any man I know. Not eight or 14,000 like Warren Beatty or Wilt, or Wilt Chamberlain. Wow, nigga dry snitching. I guess like both those men are dead, so it ain't really dry snitching. But, um, but still an embarrassing number, he continued. So many that some could reinterpret or reimagine a different recollection of the same experiences. According to Simmons, the producers, blah, 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 blah. Okay. I've refused to get in the mud with any accusers, but let's acknowledge what I have shared. I have taken and passed nine three-hour lie detector tests taken from my daughters, and these stories have been passed on by CNN, NBC, BuzzFeed, The New York Post, New York Magazine, and others. He wrote, now that you have reviewed the facts and you should have learned what I know, that these stories are unusable and that hurt people hurt people. Those are Russell's words. Oh, he said something else. Okay. Um, It is impossible to prove what happened 40 years ago. 
he has proof of what didn't happen, including signed letters from their own parents, siblings, roommates, band members, interns, and then... The case of two of your three accusers, their own words in their books. I don't know. I don't know. Um, shocking how many people have misused the important, powerful revolution for relevance and money. Maybe you should name your documentary Flavor of Love, Simmons continued. In closing, I'm guilty of exploiting, supporting, and making the soundtrack for a glossy, unequal society, but I have never been violent or forced myself on anyone. Yeah. Oprah, what's up, yo? When when we get into Harvey Weinstein, surviving Harvey Weinstein, I'm sure you can find more than one victim. When we get in that, when we get into surviving Donald Trump, the surviving Bill Clinton. When we getting that? Why ain't we getting that? Why is this shit only reserved for niggas? It's fucked up. To me, that's fucked up. You feel what I'm saying? We need to be getting that. Pause. Moving on. Oh, something else. Yo. And this is kind of a serious topic. Right? This, this, this is a serious topic in the sense that lives were lost. Right? But um, some of you guys may have seen on the news this past week that niggas was letting them things go in Jersey City. And... We didn't really know why they were shooting the way they were shooting. We don't really know who was shooting at what. We know that three people, three civilians were murdered. I believe one police officer lost their life. And I believe three other police officers were injured. As well as the suspects. Um, they lost their life also. I'm not going to say that they were murdered because I don't know. Right? I don't, I don't, I don't have the facts. But that always struck me as weird, right? Because we're in the, the society that we're in, whenever some black dudes are alleged to have committed a crime, we hear about that shit. We see their pictures, even if it's the wrong nigga. I remember, um, I think like two years ago, there was somebody shooting, shooting at the cops in Dallas. And they said that it was this black dude and they put this black dude picture up there and it wasn't that black dude. It was a different black dude. And the black dude who faced that they did put up there, that nigga was home chilling and he like, what the fuck? They think I'm out here shooting that. You know what I'm saying? That shit's dangerous. So when this dude, when, when these people was at Jersey City letting these things off. And they blamed it on the black Hebrew Israelites. And then they was like, yeah, this is a, a crime of anti-Semitism. And it struck me as weird. Because I didn't know that black Jews 
could be anti-Semitic. I thought that anti-Semitism, you know, people that hated Jews. A, I didn't know that a religion can have a race. I didn't know that. Um, but the mayor of Jersey City got out there and he said, yo, yeah, this is some uh, anti-Semitic shit against the wishes of the cops. I was like, yeah, well, we don't really have those facts yet. Right? Listen. I don't know. And there's an article on the USA Today uh, written by Terrence McDonald. And he goes in detail about it the best that he can. And, um, you know, the owner, I mean the owner, listen to me, the mayor, Stephen Fulop, is quoted in saying, it was easy to conclude that the shooter's intentions were not just to shoot those in that deli, but to continue to the adjacent school, which contained about 50 students. Um, given that the footage and the number of weapons that the two shooters possessed, it's pretty apparent that he goes to the adjacent door first and then turns. Secondly, it is pretty apparent from the amount of firepower and weapons he brought to the location. Clearly, he had intentions of doing more damage than just murdering three people in the deli. Um, Fulop has aggressively labeled the shooting as an anti-Semitic attack, despite law enforcement's assertions that it was too early to tell. So, what they are telling us and this is a separate article. It's not even in the article. This is a separate article where they're talking about the shooters. And this, I swear there's something wrong with the computer. And the shit's not loaded. And it kind of bothers me. But they're telling us that the shooter um, is a military veteran. And... I'm curious as to why this black military veteran uh, veteran can't get the benefit of PS, uh, PTSD. Or is that something that's not reserved? You know what I'm saying? Right? Can, can, can the black shooter get the mental illness claim? Can that happen? I don't know. Right? I don't even know if this dude was mentally ill. I, I don't know anything about this dude. Right? But goddamn, why is this shit not loaded? Okay, here we go. Anderson is, is, is what it said. But, but this isn't the whole article. This, 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 is, this isn't the whole. I, I don't... Yeah, whatever. But, but you know, the, the shooter has an alleged history of um, violence. He's been arrested a few times. Um, well, well, one of the shooters, the, the, the one that they're saying is from Ohio. If I could see the rest of the article, I'd be able to, ah, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. It's, not, it's, it's still not loading you, bitch. What's up with you? Why are you, why are you, why is it fuck with me? This shit don't want me to be great. Is it because I'm kicking that real shit Cause that's how it be, yo. You feel what I'm saying, right? You ever been on the phone with somebody and, and like you talking about some real shit, something that affects 
black people in a major way and all of a sudden your shit don't work calls be dropping and all that shit you feel what i'm saying as soon as this shit here we go here we go one of the shooters um and this is an article written by dustin rashop rash oh i don't know how to pronounce that R-A-C-I-O-P-P. Is that an L? I. Rashapi? Rashapi. One of the shooters in this week's deadly attack in Jersey City was an Army veteran with a lengthy criminal history related to violence and weapons, according to law enforcement and public records. The shooter, David Anderson, was arrested at least five times since 2003, the year he was discharged from the Army, the records show. Anderson, 47, died in the firefight, which authorities say he and the other brother, Francine Graham, excuse me, he and the other shooter, pardon me, uh, Francine Graham, 50, set off Tuesday afternoon at a cemetery in which they carried out several hours at a kosher grocery store for other people were killed, including uh, veteran Jersey City detective Joseph Seals. They show the mugshot of Mr. Anderson. Um, says Anderson ran into trouble at the end of his military service. He served in the Army Reserve for four years as a specialist repairing fuel and electrical systems. According to military records, a database of addresses indicates he had been stationed in Europe, but the Army could not confirm that. was discharged in 2003 did not have additional information about his service Hudson County Corrections show blah 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 I didn't know black Jews could be anti-semitic I did not know I did not know but listen be careful for um, my Hebrew Israelite listeners, I don't really know if y'all fuck with the hood loves me or not. I mean, if y'all do, thank you. But uh, keep your head on the swivel, my nigga. Shit about to get hot. Because one thing America don't tolerate. America don't tolerate fucking with the money. All right? Hey, li- listen, listen. The, the, the Jewish community in this part of the world, they got the New York Jets to stop playing uh, four o'clock games in September because of Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah. You know, like them having to, uh, you know, them having to, to uh, 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 I, I guess, be home when the sun goes down as part of their customs. I'm not too familiar with you know, the Jewish customs in terms of their religious holidays. But they got them to change the times. This ain't really somebody you want to fuck with. But I just find it weird that these black people ran up in the store and shot up a bunch of people and their names and faces aren't plastered everywhere. Right. It reminds me of um and shout out the Godfather of Harlem. I don't I, I I don't know if you guys watched The Godfather of Harlem. Really, really good show. I'm very disappointed that the season's over at at ten episodes. I was hoping to get more than ten episodes. The way the season ended, I'm not a fan of the way the season ended. But um there's this belief that uh some brothers in the nation of Islam 
are the ones responsible for the death of Malcolm X. And, you know, the, the, the FOI brothers would say, nah, 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 nah. It wasn't, no, it wasn't nobody in the FOI that killed Malcolm. It was niggas in the FBI that killed Malcolm. And we really don't even have the names of the shooters that killed Malcolm. That's not public knowledge. It's usually the case. Right? For example, Lee Harvey, Lee Harvey Oswald killed President Kennedy. Then he got shot in a police station. Who shot him? We can look up the name. But that name don't ring out the way Lee Harvey Oswald rings out, right? And I'm not wearing no tinfoil kufi or nothing like that. I'm just saying something in the milk ain't clean. That's all I'm saying. Because if you got black people, and I mean, listen, the media will tell us that black men are fucking violent, ruthless scoundrels, drug-addicted, sex-crazed motherfuckers that can't be trusted. Yo, the first time me even hearing these guys' names was when I just read it to myself. The first time me seeing their pictures was when I just looked at it right then and now. I saw this shootout on the local news where I live. They didn't say anything about the suspects. They didn't say anything about nothing. They, they, they did talk about the victims and all that, and it's a damn shame that those people lost their life running their business and minding their business. Um, but this wasn't at, in a Jewish community. They were saying that this was a Jewish community. Yo, this shit was on Martin Luther King Boulevard. Ain't no fucking Jewish community on no goddamn Martin Luther King Boulevard. Fuck you talking about? All of the reporting that they're telling us about this shit don't add up. And Jersey City's the kind of place where niggas heard shots, niggas went outside. I learned more about this shooting on fucking Twitter from people like, yo, niggas out here shooting, like, you know what I'm saying? Hood journalists and shit, you know what I'm talking about? Then I did from, from, from this shit. So I don't know what to trust, right? I don't know what to trust. And me not knowing what to trust leads me to one of my favorite segments. One of my favorite segments of the show, the hashtag we try to tell y'all segment. And the hashtag we try to tell y'all segment talks about um, a New York Times article where they point out, study examines why black Americans remain scarce in executive suites. And this is by Loretta Charlton. Ah, oh, R.I.P. Aunt Mickey. It is no secret that the corporate world has a diversity problem. A company where everyone brings fresh and exciting ideas to the table and has an equal opportunity to succeed is a dream for many executives. And a lack of diversity in the top ranks consistently places high on the list of roadblocks, keeping that dream from being realized. When it comes to African Americans in the corporate world, the situation looks especially grim. Only four companies in the Fortune 500, that Fortune 500, Merck, TIAA, Tapestry, and Lowe's, now have a black chief executive. Down from seven less than a decade ago. 
Um, blah, 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 blah. Here we go. The black millennial, uh, black millennial brain drain. The study find that only 8% of people employed in white-collar professions are black. Study found that only 8% of people employed in white-collar professions are black. And that, the proportion, and that the proportion falls sharply at higher rungs of the corporate ladder, especially when jumping from middle management to the executive level. Doubts about the effectiveness of current diversity and inclusion programs are driving more black professionals to give up on the corporate ladder and pursue autonomy in their own businesses instead. Despite being ambitious, having strong professional networks, and being career-driven, black professionals face slow career advancement, which makes them more likely to leave. The study found generational differences in those attitudes. Baby boomers and Gen Xers tended to be more comfortable with the status quo than millennials were. Motherfucker. Hashtag we try to tell y'all. Listen, y'all old niggas is coons. Y'all old niggas is coons. All right? And as a, a, a millennial, millennials ain't young niggas. I'm 35 years old. All right? I'm fucking 22-year-olds. They're not millennials. Okay? According to the survey, black millennials are more likely than black professionals who came before them to feel they have a responsibility to represent their race, and they are more likely to feel they should bring their authentic selves to the office. Fucking right. They are also more likely to be dreaming about leaving their current job if the one they have does not offer fair and ample opportunities for growth, creating the risk of a costly brain drain, hierarchies among Black employees, black professionals do not want to be lumped under the umbrella of people of color. We don't. That people of color shit don't apply to me. I ain't no motherfucking person of color. I'm a black American. Fuck that person of color shit. Not only does it flatten their experience within a wider pool of underrepresented groups, the study says, it assumes that all black people in the workplace experience it the same way, and we don't. Black people are not a monolith. Hashtag we tried to tell y'all. For my black people that are listening to this, how often do you feel like you got to represent the entire fucking race because you're the only dark face in that goddamn office? Niggas is tired of that shit. You feel what I'm saying? Niggas is tired of that shit, right? This article talks about how the black immigrant population in the United States, and I'm reading this from the article, the black immigrant population in the United States has increased fivefold since 1980. And black immigrants often have different perspectives than American-born black people on what it means to be black in America. White people tend to prefer and give better opportunities to Afro-Caribbeans over Afro-Americans. And African-Americans are more likely than immigrants from Africa Wait, what is it? And African-Americans are more likely than immigrants from Africa to say that colleagues have underestimated their intelligence. Full-time professionals of Afro-Caribbean descent are more likely than those with African or African-American roots to have access to senior corporate leaders, the study found. Heritage shapes black professionals. Experiences of the workplace in profound ways, the report says, contributing to hierarchies that are rarely discussed. A.K.A. not all black people are alike. Also, some of y'all niggas don't even like being black. A lot of y'all niggas think that the white man's ice is colder. So when y'all lump all dark-skinned people in the idea of African-American, fuck that shit. 
I'm not African-American. I never claimed to be African-American, never wanted to call myself African-American, mainly because I know white bitches from Africa. And these white bitches from Africa, they move to the United States, and guess what they become? African-American. Not me, not I. Yo, that's why this political issue that we've had that 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 we're we're having maybe that's why people like senator harris come under the scrutiny that she's that she comes under because she only want to be black when it appeals to her she's like oh yeah well because you know she was the first indian woman elected attorney general of her state right that's that that that's what it says. She was an Indian American woman. She was an Indian woman. Come on, man. She fucked up. So I support black people. Like myself, black Americans. That are looking to our federal government, like, yo, you want us to vote? I got no problem voting for you. But what are you gonna do? To help us out. What tangibles are you going to provide for us? I appreciate that. And it's weird how, like, you know, niggas are attacked for that shit. We don't attack Jewish people for trying to get, you know, whatever that they're trying to get for reparations. We don't, we don't, we, you know what I'm saying? We don't attack these, these people. But we get attacked. Black Americans get attacked. And in my opinion, that sucks. You know what I'm saying? That sucks. This is what it is. I'm just calling it, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it sucks. Right? This is um, the second to last story. Right? But, 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 but this was something that, uh, this was something that, that was sent to me by, um, a friend of mine that listens to the podcast. Adrian, what up? And this is on topic with what we're going to talk about. Each, each, oh, no, 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 no. I read this. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, this can't be right. This can't. <laughs> Oh man, all right. This can't be right. Is this right? No. All right, all right, all right. I know that y'all probably annoyed, but wow, I think that this is I think that this is somebody that I know. Huh, okay. Well fuck it. Um an educator who admitted having sex with a 16-year-old student will not face criminal charges, but he has lost his teaching credentials. State regulators in, state regulators in June revoked the substitute teaching certificate of Edwin Cruz, who had a late-night tryst with a girl in June 2017. The girl had been a student in a Morris County High School physical education class that Edwin had once been assigned to cover as a substitute. Cruz admitted... In proceedings before the State Board of Examiners, 
the body that regulates teaching credentials that he picked up the girl outside of her home shortly before 1 a.m. on June 1st, 2007, took her to his house after having intercourse with the girl, drove her back home. Cruz claimed that the girl told him she was 18. In New Jersey, the legal age of consent is 16 unless the adult is a relative or in a position of authority over the youngster, such as a coach or a teacher. It is not clear why authorities did not pursue criminal charges in this case. In his own defense, Cruz expressed remorse and pointed out that he did not technically, that, that, that what he did was not technically illegal. He admitted that he was wrong morally and ethically given the girl's age and that he would always be haunted by the incident in the future. Wow. Wow. Yeah, listen. That's a problem. It's a problem. And listen, I love New Jersey. But we're fucked up as a state. All right? And I'm not sure if this is the same person that I know. But if it is, it should have been charged. That's all I'm saying. It should have been charged. If you're a teacher and you're out here fucking kids. Mm. It's a consequence of it, my nigga. It's a consequence of it. Don't be out here fucking kids. I don't know what to tell you. Don't be out here fucking kids. You feel me? Um, last story. And it's and it's something that um something that piqued my interest. Right? And it mainly piqued my interest because where we are, where we are in our society. It's um it's it's like 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 that we try to tell y'all shit. It ain't really for jokes. Like it's 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 a it's a it's a real thing. Because all of the shit that's going down have been things that black people have been complaining about for decades, shit, even for centuries. And now we see the issues that we're faced with as a society, and we're like, yo. Yeah, this is fucked up. This shit's been fucked up. And we was trying to tell y'all, and y'all wasn't really fucking with us. So what we have is, and this is from NPR. Um, it says, Big Money is building a new kind of national park in the Great Plains. And it basically talks about how privately funded nonprofit or nonprofit groups <clears throat> are creating um, a 3.2 million acre wildlife sanctuary in northeastern Montana, right? An area long known as cattle country. But the reserve is now facing, excuse me, fierce opposition from many locals because to build it, the organization is slowly purchasing ranches from willing sellers, phasing out the cows and replacing them with wild bison. Those private properties are then stitched together with vast tracts of neighboring public lands to create one giant rewilded prairie. The organization has purchased close to 30 properties so far, but it needs at least 50 more. All right? Um, oh, here we go. I see them coming in with big money buying up ranches and walking over the top of the people who are already here, says ranch owner Connie French. For them to be successful in their goals, 
We can't be here. And that's not okay with us. She isn't alone. Driving around, you see signs everywhere that say, Save the Cowboy, Stop the American Prairie Reserve. Hey, listen. Um, it's real fucked up that uh, they're gentrifying the Great Plains to move in some bison. And I'm down with saving the cowboy as long as the cowboy's down with saving me. I don't know for sure if the cowboy is down to save me. Just like I'm not, I don't know for sure if I'm down to save the cowboy. I'd like to have a conversation with some representatives of the indigenous population that once lived in northeastern Montana, that once survived and lived off of the land and used the bison that were wild in that area for food and other forms of living needs. But uh, we gave them smallpox-ridden blankets. And when I say we, I'm talking about the government of the United States. So I would like to help the cowboy. But it sounds like the cowboy wants to keep land that the cowboy shouldn't have had in the first place. And I mean, listen, I thought white people loved animals. I thought that White people could excuse racism, but they can't excuse animal abuse. Oh, are these people citing religion? Here we go. Oh, oh, listen to this. They make a lot of different arguments against it. Some border on crazy, such as the conspiracy theory that the preserve is part of a cunning plot by the United Nations to clear everyone from the Great Plains. But the most common argument boils down to this. God gave people this land so it could be worked, so we can produce food or fuel from it. At a, com- at a community hall that serves as a makeshift church for a small group of ranchers every Sunday, traveling pastor Hal DeBoer says this is a biblical idea. God placed Adam in the Garden of Eden, And the very first words he said to the man was, I want you to work this and take care of it. So to me, this is what the ranchers and farmers are doing. They're working the land, but they're taking care of it. Who's going to tell them that God didn't give people that land? I mean, God may have gave people that land, but it wasn't wasn't those people. It wasn't uh, how DeBoer's people. That ain't what it was. This is a pretty good article, though. Check it out. Hop on fucking NPR. Check it out. Run a Google search. Check it out. It's a pretty interesting, intriguing read. And I mean, you know, oh, well, I mean, tough break, nigga. (laughs) Right? It's always FUBU. I mean, listen. It's okay that they're moving you from your land. It's all right. I mean, pick yourself up by the bootstraps, dog. You be all right. You feel me? Um, yeah, man, that's it. Listen, just some parting notes. And you know what? <laughs> Adrian, I know you're listening. That was some wild shit. Nigga, we need to talk if that's the... 
And I should have read that shit when you sent it to me. I, that's fucking what I get for using your article on air without re- reading it. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you're a first-time listener, subscribe, rate, and comment. We record this um, kind of live-ish, right? So that's how we have those moments where I get surprised about um, something that one of my friends sent me. Um on the pod. <laughs> That's crazy. Um shout out. Shout out to my shout out to my young bull. Shout out to my young bull, Eric Clinton. I hope you're listening, Eric. Happy birthday. Um thanks for your support. Uh thank you everybody that listens to the Hood Loves Me podcast. I said last week that I have a signature that I'm going to start to end this podcast with. And, God damn it, we finally got it. All right? So, every week, we're going to end the podcast with some kind words, a wonderful message um, that you guys can kind of take with you, right? Because we talk about a lot of shit, and sometimes shit gets passionate, sometimes shit gets angry. I mainly create this podcast for the jokes, Right? It's fun to me to talk the shit that I talk. And sometimes we get offended. We get too easily offended in this country by shit. And I'd like to change that. I think that we need to have, I, I think we need to be able to have a conversation about um, the differences that we have. Right? So people are illogical, unreasonable, and self centered. Love them anyway. If you do good, people will accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Do good anyway. If you're successful, you will win false friends and real enemies. Succeed anyway. The good you do today will be forgotten tomorrow. Do good anyway. Honesty and frankness make you vulnerable. Be honest and frank anyway. The biggest men with the biggest ideas can be shot down by the smallest men with the smallest minds. Think big anyway. What you spend years building may be destroyed overnight. Build anyway. People really need help, but people may attack you if you help them. Help them anyway. Give the world your best, excuse me, give the world the best you have and you'll get kicked in the teeth. Give your best anyway. Thank y'all for listening to the Hood Loves Me podcast. Subscribe, rate, and comment. I'll talk to y'all next week. Yeet it!